what's up? You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here at In Cahoots with the band The Uprising. What is your name and what do you do in The Uprising? Danny, drums. Gil, bass. Crabby, leads vocals. Yeah, yeah. Lead gravel. Brett, guitar. How did The Uprising come about? The Uprising is the bastard son of an old band that we had from the early to mid-90s called El Centro, which was kind of more of like a... You know, like kind of, we did some reggae music and we did some kind of pop punk and then some kind, some stuff kind of similar to what we're doing now. Just we did a big mix of different stuff, and then uh, we kind of got sick of it, and we buried it, and then we started this band. So El Centro is no longer around, I'm assuming. We we did a little reunion thing. Um, what was that about? A year ago, about a year ago, and uh, we had we had fun. I like doing this thing better. Somebody close the door, man. So El Centro just popped in right now. <laughs> you ask and they will show. They will appear. So are the Uprising composed of all members of El Centro? Or are they new members? No, or as a matter of fact, Mr. Brett Rowland here, he was, he was a guitar player from, from El Centro. And then uh, Gil actually was original bass player. Danny's somebody that we acquired that is the best drummer we've ever had, which is awesome, awesome oh, acquisition. Shucks. No, we've never been happier since we've got him. And it's kind of neat because if we feel like going back and doing El Centro again, which I'm sure we will one day, uh, Danny, Danny's filled the spot there, and he's really, really solid on the drums. He, he, he learned the songs quick, and... Oh, that's not cool. Is that mine or yours? So he says, that's not cool. <laughs> it's you. Yes, I mentioned I hate cell phones. <laughs> I like to do I like to do interesting things with them, like throw them across the room. You know. Hey, I have my phone on, just so we can get interrupted. <laughs> you know what I say? Phone is an evil way to like have people contact you. <laughs> See, back then we didn't have phones, and it was like uh, you had to make arrangements prior to like leaving the house, so that way everything would be like completely organized and everything. Now it's just an excuse to be like, oh well, I forgot. You should have gave me a call or something. You know? Danny's still got a pager though, so. <laughs> the reason we didn't get back to you to interview earlier is because you had sent Krabby a text message and uh, he hasn't learned how to send a text yet <laughs> well these damn phones nowadays it's like you want to make a phone call but it actually wants to check email or go online or something like that or play some song for you and I'm like I just want to make a freaking phone call <laughs> it's very annoying it is very annoying I uh, just recently entered the cell phone stage you know, the cell phone age, I say. Yeah. I've never sent one text message in my life, I swear. My friends tell me that's the only way you can get laid nowadays, and somehow I've, I still manage to do it, you know, without one, without, without texting people. Gives a new meaning to having phone sex. <laughs> nuts and butts with this guy, you see? Goes back to young boys. I graduated to adult men. You know, back to uprising, since uh, I think we're going off on an interesting tangent here, and it doesn't look like it's going to be a very good tangent. It's not good. It's not good. Especially when he gets involved over here. Who is he, Brett? <laughs> I don't want to know. But anyways, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your songs. Actually, first, how long has the uprising been around? Like two years. Yeah, yeah. That's why we, we're, we're trying to do, we want to be able to try to do an album a year. That's, we started with the EP, and then we're, we just finished our full length. That, that, you know, we're just, we just got to do some little tweaks on it and master it and package it. But it's, uh, I think it's going to be really good. I like it. I'm happy with it. It sounds great. You talked about having an EP. What's the name of the EP? We Don't Belong is, uh, is about how strong we feel about uh, our soldiers in Iraq. You know, we, we just feel like that was the wrong move. We wrote it right when all that stuff was going on, you know, and, and it's still going on, but 
it's you know it's important. I think uh, obviously we need a military, but not in that particular place in the country in the world. I don't think you know. Now are all the songs that the uprising has about stuff like that, the war, and, or are there other variations or totally different songs or what? There's a lot of political stuff, but you know a lot of the new stuff that we're writing is more about. Social, save. social issues. Exactly. And, not and necessarily just like okay. politics. Not necessarily just politics, but like just social issues in general. And fake people. We run into a lot of those. Yeah, you can't run into non-fake people now in the age of uh, cell phones and MySpace and all that garbage, you know. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So that, you know, we, the thing I, we pride ourselves in is like graduating from writing about being drunk and screwing chicks, you know, to actually having some kind of substance yeah to to the to the writing so from uh let's see from punk rock to more punk rock <laughs> from punk rock to real issues you know what i'm saying these issues are you know i i I've, sometimes you hear some stuff that, what's that song about riding with your bicycle or something i can ride a bike with no handlebars i mean that's a it's a big hit for those guys but my god i mean what were they thinking when they wrote that you know i don't want to ride a bike with no handlebars do you well, maybe they were high on something and it was uh, good to write about at the time. <laughs> well, let's take a listen to some songs since uh, we've been talking so much about songs. Let's take a listen to uh, Enemies. What is that song about? The song is about how there's been so much ignorance since the beginning of time, how everybody always has to f- pick a fight and try to overpower everybody, and it's all about military force and, and stuff like that. It's like... We did a music video, and it just kind of goes back to the to early presidencies and and confrontations from you know that we've had with other countries and stuff like that. And it's just it seems like one way or the other, where the U.S. is always going to find its way into another uh, confrontation of some sort. You know, and it just seems so stupid. You know, can't we all get along? How about oil? That would be money. How about religion? <laughs> that would be money. Screw dude. religion. It's all money, dude. I agree. So I guess let's take a listen to a song called Enemies by The Uprising, and you're listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here with The Uprising at Inca Hoots. Interesting name for a club. A cowboy bar. A cowboy bar, I just heard. Punk rock show at the cowboy bar. Very appropriate. (laughs) So let's take a listen to the song Enemies, and we'll be right back. i 
today's the final day I know that all my friends are there for me I'll never change my love for life No matter what it takes You're not alone But broken glass and empty shattered dreams The sun will shine up for the darkness And those enemies Enemies, enemies We wanna fight so you better fear us Enemies, enemies listening to the punk rock demonstration with me jack and that was enemies by the band the uprising and we're here with the uprising at in cahoots out here yeah, in fullerton yeah, yeah. i heard it's the f- it's your first time playing out here in fullerton like just now <laughs> what other places have you played in respects to uh out of the state out of the state where have we played out of the state? we just got back from uh, las vegas which was a magic trip <laughs> magical I bought, you know, I bought the uh, Chevy Suburban. I see, keep hearing all these commercials, you know, like a rock. That thing's like my cock. It's a piece of crap. That fucking thing is broke down. We went to Vegas twice and it broke down both times on the way home. Me and uh, Danny got stuck this time on, on the way home uh, in a, well, about 105, yeah, about, a, about 60 or 70 miles outside of Vegas. Blown radiator, 105 to 108 degrees out there for about, what, 10 hours? Something like that, yeah. Danny... Being such an amazing uh, guy, you know, he's, he's also a mechanic. Not only is he a drummer, he's a mechanic. <laughs> Replace the radio on the fucking side of the road, you know? I mean, it was amazing. With a pair of vice grips and a screwdriver. Yeah. So I knew that those, all those auto shop classes in high school were going to pay off at some point. He is, he is a very, like, he's a chubby version of MacGyver. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, he is the drummer, and, uh, you know, putting those things together in the right order require a lot of uh, experience, so... Yeah. I guess that's why. But, you know, uh, that really worked out well for us. I think we got paid 50 bucks for the gig, and it cost me 1000 in gas and uh, repairing the freaking radiator. And, oh, my God. That was, that, was, uh, that was not good. That was not good. But we had, a, we, had a, we had a good time, man. We had a good time. It was still a fun show. I guess it's worth a couple thousand dollars. Arizona, we get out there and uh, fairly often. And then uh, where are we going? We're going out east uh, in the fall with the dwarves for about two weeks. Yeah, Midwest dwarfs, dwarfs are awesome. 
<clears throat> so that's going to be in October, I believe, which will be right around the time of the new record. So finally deciding to get away from the heat like Las Vegas and Arizona and California. With our luck, it's going to be like record-breaking heat out there. No, no, it'll be like an early snowstorm or some bullshit. We're going to take the Suburban again, you know? Chevy. Krabby, why don't you tell them the name of the new record? Can I? Yeah. Well, it's a 20-year anniversary. Because my guitar player is such a huge fan of Guns N' Roses, or Buns and Hoses, excuse me. Uh, it's a 20-year anniversary for Appetite for Destruction, so we called ours Appetite for Deception, which is genius. properly, it's genius, I came up with it again. Uh, it's in cahoots with, uh, with, 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 you know, the, the, this whole Iraq scam and the whole government thing, you know. What about, what about, oil, what about oil and gas prices? I mean, did, did I complain about that yet? No, but I should complain about it. I just complained about it with the, the last interview I did about how I think uh, gas prices should go up to be like 10 or $20 a gallon, so that way people would be... Uh, it would be so expensive to go to work that people could not go to work <laughs> and then uh, see how or what the government will do at that point, you know? Are you... Uh, you're not driving a big car, are you? No, but I'm driving a pretty old car that likes to eat gas just because it's old. <laughs> Jesus, man. I'm telling you. That was my final. That was my final thing with that uh, with that big car. I gotta get. I'm getting rid of that pile of shit. I'm gonna get a Hyundai or something, you know. Yeah, but I'm just waiting for it. So uh, people, so it'd be like so expensive to drive to work that you could not work, and then uh, see uh, see what will happen. Well, nobody's got jobs right now anyway. George Bush is saw to that. And then they say that traffic has decreased in California by one percent. Looks more like it increased by ten percent because it took me like two hours to get to work. <laughs> That was a lie. That was a lie. And it cost me about 80 bucks to get here tonight, you know? <laughs> 20 miles away. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. Yeah. So where is the uprising originally from? Orange County, California. No, these guys are, this is an eclectic mix here. This guy's from South Canada. This, Brett, Brett, yeah, Brett. Well, I'm saying this guy, Brett, the handsome guy over here. He's from San Clemente, California. Mr. Gill. Dana Point, California. Danny. Uh, where do I? Aliso Viejo. He's originally from Chi Town, though. I'm originally from Chicago. Yeah. Where it's okay to, uh, to do the things that he does. How did you find the members, or all the members of the uprising? Well, you know, we started a hippie band in, a, <laughs> in the early 90s, you know, uh, and. Uh, Hippies attract each other? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're all hippies. No, anyway, uh, Brett and Gil have been playing together uh, since they were a little kid. How long when did you guys start playing together? Before their sacks dropped. You know, they, they, uh, they've been playing together a long time, you know, and I kind of ran into these guys years ago, and we just kind of never parted, you know. They, I wasted their whole careers, you know. We're like 24 now. So it's yeah. My condolences to you, too. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I wasted their careers. No, they're... they're I promise them this, this, all this uh, excitement that they're getting right now. In cahoots, you know? We're in cahoots. And then Danny, of course, uh, he, was, he was a Johnny-come-lately. Actually, we stumbled upon him. Brett did. Um, our last drummer kind of walked out on us and, uh, and uh, uh, canceled the show. And then I, told, I asked Brett, I go, go down to the show and ask every drummer down there if they want to come and you know, try out and jam with us. And I think, how many did, we, how many, how many did you ask? Three? No, you asked three, and we only picked one, the best one that we've ever had. I, I, I seem to recall it happening slightly different. Brett oh. did not, he did not approach me and ask me to come try out. I called Brett. Yeah. 
No, he, oh, I didn't hear that Brett, story. Brett asked you, Brett asked you if Wait you knew any drummers, and you were like, yeah, yeah, let me have your CD. And then no, you, I got a CD, and I didn't, call, I didn't say anything about even auditioning or trying out for the band. You were fine. I, I called like two days oh, later, like, or like the very next day, and was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not digging what I'm doing. Maybe, you know, maybe I can try out. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, and the rest is history. Yeah. The crux of the matter is we got the we got the the young man of our dreams. He just happens to be cheating on us right now. He's also playing in a band called Face to Face, which, uh, you know, is, pretty, pretty thought, gig, turns out. yeah, he's got a pretty good gig going on the side over there. I don't mind being cheated on with a really hot chick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Face to Face is still around. <laughs> they are. They're, they're doing really well, actually. They're, they're doing really good. He just got back from Canada, they didn't just, he? Uh, they stopped playing in 2004 and reformed this year for reunion tours. So that's when I started playing with them. So that's what it is. So we find out something new all the time here. Yeah. <laughs> First, we find out how uh, the drummer actually came about. <laughs> and, th and then I find out that Face to Face is still a band. <laughs> face to Face. I've, uh, I've always been a huge fan of their songwriting and stuff, you know. Yep, I love them too. Well, let's take a listen to another song since we're talking about music again. And uh, let's see. What song shall we play? Let's play We Don't Belong. What is that song about? Songs about all of our wonderful soldiers that have lost their lives overseas in Iraq, you know. We just don't belong there, you know. There's other places we could probably go and murder people, suffer, suffer there, you know. We don't need to be there. We don't belong! For a second, I thought it was uh, because uh, <laughs> the punks don't belong. <laughs> well, you know what? The, yeah, our bands never fit in. I, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally... I'm going to come clean about where I got the, the idea for the name. I saw an old poster of... Uh, it, uh, bad religion it happened to be good friends of ours but I saw an old poster with Greg Graff and he wrote with a felt pin we don't belong on a shirt and I saw it and I go I gotta, I gotta swipe that name somehow and put it in something <laughs> but so there's the truth of it right there so only here on the punk rock demonstration uh, let's take a listen to the song we don't belong by the uprising and you're listening to the punk rock demonstration with me Jack here with the uprising at Inca Hoots in Fullerton <laughs> Yeah. 
enemies You wanna fight so you better feel us enemies Enemies standing on our own betrayed We're enemies, enemies We wanna fight so you better feel us enemies Enemies We were all on board your enemies Welcome back. That was We Don't Belong by The Uprising, and we're here with The Uprising at Incahoots in Fullerton, and you're listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack. And yes, we are here with The Uprising. I think I just mentioned that, but we'll mention it again because I feel like it. Exactly. So, yes, uh, you know, I first saw you guys at the vault playing that uh, Spike Fest, uh, what is it, Spike Fest benefit show. Do you know whatever happened to that benefit series or shows or whatever? I think it went out. I think it like I looked at it went out to Oregon and Washington and yeah, and, and, and it went all over the place. Shows all over. I heard there was hit and miss. You know, some of them were really good and some of them were not as good. I mean, I think ours was like on a Sunday, which you know sometimes you know well, it's we all raised, we raised some money though, which yeah. is good. We definitely raised money and, and the whole movement raised money for Spike, which is important. DRI's you know founding fathers of punk rock turns out even though a lot of the little kids might not know who they are. I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I also heard that show was thrown a, like it wasn't a, it's not illegal, but uh, it was thrown without the owner's consent. I think that's what it was. What? <laughs> that's what I heard. So I, I think uh, there's some something going on. So that's why I ask about that. Now that's punk. Yep, I think I think the you know how uh, the show ended early with the lights turned on for uh, Gang Green and they got all pissed off. I think that was when the owner came in and was like, "What's going on here?" Oh my God! Well, that's punk. Like I said, that's punk rock. We can we can we can go with that. But yeah, I brought up that show because uh, that's the first time I ever saw you guys, and you mentioned that uh, something about something some explosion that happened to you and something. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I was uh, actually uh, it was. Uh, October 12, 2002, I was uh, on a surf vacation in Indonesia, and uh, I I had planned to go over for a month. I was going to do two weeks on a on a on a boat in Sumatra, and surf these uncharted islands, and then we were to go back and uh, spend two weeks on the island of Bali and just kind of party and get laid and get drunk and have a good time. You know, just just be crazy and. Uh, we went over there, and uh, my my best friend at the time, and and uh, my band manager for El Centro, went over to meet us um, for his for his uh, birthday, and we were had I known, I mean, we were kind of warned that there was some kind of imminent danger over there because they closed the American embassies. I had a lot of people going, oh, you know, don't go, you know, it's dangerous. I was like, I've been over there a bunch, you know, so you know, I'm just I'm there to surf. I'm not a big you know, political guy. I'm not there. I, I don't understand a lot of that stuff. So uh, we went over there and he, I went over there first, did my two weeks in Sumatra and then we went to go party and, and do the nightclub circuit over there. Ha, you know, 
obviously had I have known that the nightclub that I was in was the most dangerous, you know, the most probably the most eminent place that's going to be attacked in Southwest Asia, you know, uh, Southeast Asia, that would be, um, yeah, we, we went right to the Sorry Club. We were, we were there. My, my, my friend went over to celebrate his birthday, and we, we were uh, attacked by double suicide bombing. Um, they, they blew up the uh, club across the street. I like, actually saw the guy blow himself up, and then uh, probably about eight or ten seconds later, a car, a car pulled up on the other side while we were still kind of reeling from the first explosion we didn't know what had happened a lot of people didn't know i I happened to be lucky enough to see it i think it saved my life but uh a a van had pulled up right on the other side of the the wall from where i was sitting and detonated and it was a two thousand pound car bomb and it killed several hundred people including my best friend and uh our band manager steve uh, webster and um it it blew the tar out of everybody It, it blew my hearing up and uh screwed with my equilibrium blew my cochlea my left ear up and I broke my back and had burned my hands off it was, it was pretty awful I was told I wouldn't sing again and probably wouldn't be able to do anything normal but uh here we are how normal is it well that's what the doctors always say so I don't listen to that crap. <laughs> but yeah at least you had a blast while you oh, were there right now. <laughs> that's pretty that's evil bro that's you evil you want to jump on him first oh Jesus I? man I should have said that huh it was a horrible thing um obviously that was several years ago i never thought i'd be you know i never thought i'd be doing music again or doing anything that i'm doing now it's pretty crazy pretty crazy thing writing a book and a movie right now working on that well at least it sounds like you're doing something positive out of uh whatever happened to you well watching your best friend burn to death you know hearing his last gas of air you know, it was pretty horrible. So, I mean, I feel like I have a driving wheel. There's a lot of people that died there. I have a driving force to to get this out, you know, to, to get this, this story out to people. Pretty excited about it, you know. Was this before or after the 9-11 attacks? After, this was, right? This was a year, a month, and a day after 9-11. So this was during this time, you know, now now you hear soldiers are getting blow up, blown up all the time, you know, IED, what are, IEDs or whatever, and uh, road-sized bombs, and everybody's getting amputated and getting getting blown up but during the time when when that happened to me it was pretty uh it was it was pretty virtually it was it was very rare you know when i when i got blown up it was like i came home and people were like wow this guy got blown up man what was it like you know so it was a little bit you know like i was in the vortex of a 2000 pound bomb come talk to me when you're more punk than that that's about as punk as it gets you yep. uh, can't believe that happened that? what do you say to that yeah 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 what are you going to say to that no i'm kidding that that's pretty much what I'm going to say to that. <laughs> yep. So, are there any plans to uh, sing about what happened to you, or uh, like what happened with that? There's a song on this album here that you're that you're holding in your lap, and it's called "Getaway." It, it was written directly about that incident. If you listen to the words, so there's I already wrote a song about it. You know, I kind of, you know, before when I. We'd get up and play. I would always, you know, kind of talk about the story and everything. And I just, after a while, I just, you know, I mean, so a lot of time has passed. I kind of just, you know, I'm kind of just letting it go, you know, and keep kind of letting it, you know, burying it a little deeper, you know. Before we would always talk about it. Now I don't talk about it on stage. I would always tell a little story about it, you know. Yep, that's that's about how I feel too, because uh, uh, there used or a long, long time ago, I got sexually assaulted by some guy, and I used to stand out for that, like a. Uh, 
because people always say that people or guys never get sexually assaulted, but they do. And people would never believe you and blah, blah, blah. So I would be really active in saying that this does happen to men also, not just women. But after a while, it's like, you know what, why bother? Because people don't really care. And it's like, the more you talk about it, the more you're going to remember it. And it's like, why bother, you know? I think there's a point in your life when when talking about things actually helps you heal. I, you know, I'm not going to go into an in-depth thing, but I was also uh, sexually molested as a child. Uh, I was a child. I wasn't full grown, but I was molested by my uncle when I was really little, and I beat the shit on last time I saw him. But uh, no, it does happen, and sometimes that's for me. You know, I haven't gone and talked to a bunch of psychiatrists and everything, so I've kind of, uh, to me, I think bad things. It's kind of like you're a walking refrigerator. It's like having rotten food inside you. If you don't open the door and let it out, you know, you just kind of rot from the inside. So I just. I always kind of let a little stink out all the time, you know. I like to I like to talk about it to certain people. I like to see the expression on their face. Sometimes I go on surf trips and different places, and I tell people the story. They're like, "That's the fucking gnarliest thing I've ever heard. I've never met anything. I never even heard anything like that." I'm like, "You know what? Good. Think about it. You know, every time people complain about how bad life can be and the way things can be, you know, come step in people like our shoes. You know, you being sexually molested and stuff like that. That was just the start of my life. You know, and then I had to go through a fucking bomb. You know, so." Yeah, that's, things happen to good people. Yeah, that's exactly what I do nowadays. Instead of uh, just talk about it to openly to everyone, it's like certain people I'll talk to, but everybody else that doesn't care, never mind, because <laughs> it's just a waste of time. People, you know, if they can't see it from their own front yard, they don't flat give a fuck. And I've noticed that a lot. You know, back when I first got hurt and stuff, everybody in the world was like, "Oh my God, yeah, I know that dude. Oh God, you know this guy. You know, everybody coming to visit me, rushing around. You know, media, news, everything like that." And after a while, they're like, "Ah, fuck." We're over it. But that's, you know, that's the way people have a very short attention span. I wrote a song called ADD. It goes about things like that, you know. Yep. Do you have anything tragic or horrible in your life you'd like to talk about since we're bringing the entire listening audience down? <laughs> I, was, I was never... Dude, he, I know he walked us into that one. Uh, it turns out I was never sexually assaulted, so I'm feeling pretty good in this room. Only that right one now. time with your grandpa? But I'm feeling a little bit uneasy the way Krabby's looking at me right now. He's, he's looking at me like... There I'm looking at him like he's a piece assault. of chicken. There may be a sexual assault later tonight. <laughs> Don't fall asleep, man, because I'm creepy as hell. Well, before we play the last song, let's tackle talk about uh, where can people find your music and where can people find more information about the uprising come say hi to us on myspace or join the uprising.us we've got we've got a, a really neat paypal shopping cart up there you can you send us your oh, yeah send us send us your five dollars instead of spending it on that fucking mcdonald's yeah never never mind food let's spend it on buying an uprising cd <laughs> well, uh, the new record's going to be out what uh in the fall uh, sometime in the fall, it's late September, early October, and it's coming out on Long Live Crime Records out of L.A. So, so we'll take a listen to uh, the last song of the evening, uh, Get Away by The Uprising, and you can check out my website at www.punkrockdemo.com, and you can check out The Uprising, Uprising's website at jointheuprising.us. Is that right? Yes, please come check us out. We need your love. Or come come say hi, you know, on MySpace. We know you're all out there. MySpace.com forward slash join the uprising. So yes, you can find uprising at either the either of those two sites. And my tongue's getting tied up because uh, I've been talking too much. <laughs> I guess I don't know. So yes, we'll take a listen to "Get Away" by the Uprising. And you've been listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, and the nice Uprising. Job, Jack. Thanks, Thanks, Jack. Jack. Jack is back. See ya. Thank you.
gotta get away. I gotta get away. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get away. I gotta get away. I gotta get away. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get away. I gotta get away. I gotta get away. I gotta, I gotta.
Dixon from the Agrolites, you're listening to Punk Rock Demonstration, home of the Boss Sound.
This is Kieran from the Restart saying check out the punk rock demonstration with Jack. Don't touch that dial or that bitstream. Let's 
Hi, this is Dave Parsons from Sham 69, and you're listening to Punk Rock Demonstration with Jack.
Punk Rock Demonstration with Jack, and I am Jake from the Casualties. This is just a 
Too bad. 
situation at hand is black and white I don't see what we find The situation at hand is black and white I don't see what we, what we find
There's a lightning storm Each and every night Crashing inside you Like motorbikes We toss and turn Sleep so loud Grind the teeth in our Our empty mouths are empty There's a forest fire
Marcus. I'm Mark. I'm Bart. And one of And we're the agitators from Belgium. And you're listening to the punk rock demonstration with Jack. Yeah! Rock and roll! <laughs> Thank you. 
My parents threw me out Cause I like to play the rock and roll My parents threw me out Cause I like to play the rock and roll I said, Mom, you're gonna miss me When I get a million records sold
I'm back in 